the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, When You Need a Miracle. When You Need a Miracle. How many of us here today believe in miracles? Well, what is a miracle? It is when the impossible happens. It is when doctors have given up on a sick person and for no scientific reason, the person gets well. It's when you are down to your last dollar, have piles of bills to be paid, and a check arrives in the mail from some unknown source. It is when someone, Pastor Jim Simbler of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, never met, sent a check for $3 million to assist in their building program. It's when a hurricane or a tornado comes through a town and one house is left standing with everything around it destroyed. Christianity is a religion of miracles. Take the miraculous out of our faith and you are left with nothing but a set of ethical instructions that has no power to transform a human life. Subtract the miracles from Christianity and suddenly Christianity becomes just another religion. The Bible is a book of miracles. Take the miracles away and suddenly the Bible is no longer the word of God. Is just another book. You can no more take miracles out of Christianity than you can take the light from the sun. Without the light, there is no sun, and without the miracles, there is no Christianity. Our God is a God of miracles, He is in the impossibility business. Some of you listening to me today, may be facing impossible situations and you need a miracle. Some of you or your family may be facing a health crisis that calls for a miracle. Some of you may be facing a family crisis that calls for a miracle. Communication has broken down. Physical abuse and ugly words have replaced love and kindness, and you need a miracle. 
someone here maybe at the end of their resources and there is no relief in sight, no change in the situation, no dramatic turnaround in the way things are going. You have prayed and prayed and you are just about prayed out. You are in need of a miracle. Someone here today is down on himself or herself. You have an addiction which you just cannot break. You have slipped and fallen again and again. You've tried Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and talked to yourself and nothing is working. You are in need of a miracle. There are people that you meet every week who are smiling on the outside but are hurting on the inside and they need a miracle. The widow in the story or the scripture that was read for us today was in a desperate need for a miracle. And so we read in 1 Kings chapter 17, 9 through 12, what um, God said to Elijah. He says, go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. There is a widow there who will feed you. I have given her my instructions so he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a cup of water? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. Here is a single mother trying to raise her only son and barely making it. Like many mothers today, she had the double burden of trying to raise a male child all by herself. And some of you know how difficult that can be. The widow had no money and no way to continue feeding herself and her son because of the famine that was in the land. She went out to pick up some kindling wood to make a fire to cook the final meal, knowing that soon after she and her son uh, ate, they would die from starvation. So broken, burdened, defeated, and depressed, this widow had exhausted all of her options. Death by starvation was staring her in the face. She was in need of a miracle. So when we have done all that we can do, like this widow, and we can't do anymore, remember there is God. The miracle-working God showed up at the right moment and spared this woman and her son from certain death. The same God who provided food for this widow 
can do whatever we stand in need of today if we will trust him. Now there are two things I want you to remember from this story of the, of the widow. Number one is when you need a miracle, remember you are in good company. When you need a miracle, remember you are in good company. Look at the company that you're in. Abraham up on the mountain, ready to carry out God's instructions to sacrifice his only son. All he had was a strong faith in God. But we read in Genesis chapter 22, 7 through 14. Isaac said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the wood and the fire, said the boy. But where is the lamb for the sacrifice? God will provide a lamb, my son. Abraham answered. And they both went on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told Abraham to go, he built an altar and placed the wood on it. Then he tied Isaac up and laid him on the altar over the wood. And Abraham took the knife and lifted it up to kill his son as a sacrifice to the Lord. At that moment, the angel of the Lord shouted to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, he answered, I'm listening. Lay down your knife, the angel said. Do not hurt the boy in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a bush. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering on the altar in place of his son. Amen. Abraham was in need of a miracle, and God gave him one. Moses down at the Red Sea, an angry sea in front of him, Pharaoh's army behind him, impassable mountains on either side of him. He was faced with an impossible situation. But listen to him in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Moses told the people, don't be afraid, just stand where you are and watch the Lord rescue you. The Egyptians that you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. You won't have to lift a finger in your defense. Israelites needed a miracle. And God gave them one. He parted the Red Sea and allowed them to go through on dry land. And then the Egyptians who were following them were drowned in the water. So look at the company that you're in. Joshua standing outside the walls of Jericho with nothing but a ram's horn and, has, and, and is in need of a miracle. 
And so Joshua chapter 5, 1 and 2 says, Now the gates of Jericho were highly, tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its mighty warriors. You see, Joshua was in need of a miracle, and God did not fail him. So look at the company you are in when you need a miracle. Dr. Helen Rosevere was a missionary doctor who served in Zaire, Africa, for many years. One night, Dr. Rosevere worked hard to help a mother in labor. But in spite of all that she did, the mother died, leaving a tiny, premature baby. Dr. Rosevere knew it was going to be difficult to keep the baby alive without an incubator or any special um, feeding um, capacity. The nights were often chilly in Zaire. A student midwife was um, asked to go and get a, a water bag, uh, to a hot water bag, to keep the baby warm. But as she was filling the bag with the hot water, it burst. That was the only hot water bag they had. Dr. Rosevere told her helpers to put the baby as close to the fire as they could. And one of them was to sleep between the baby and the door to protect the baby from drafts of cool air. The following day, Dr. Rosevere had a prayer time with the children in the, orph in the orphanage. She asked them to pray about the tiny baby, and she mentioned the problem uh, about the hot water bag. During the prayer time, a 10-year-old girl named Ruth prayed, Please, God, send us a hot water bag. It will be no good tomorrow. The baby will be dead. So please send it this afternoon. Dr. Rosevere was shocked by the audacity of the prayer. She didn't really believe the prayer would be answered. She had been in Zaire four years and had never received a parcel from home. The 10-year-old prayed in faith, but Dr. Rosevere knew it was impossible. About three in the afternoon, Dr. Rosevere was teaching at the nurse's training school when she got a message that there was a car in front of her house. By the time she reached home, the car was gone, but there was a large 22-pound parcel on the porch. She proceeded to open the package along with about two dozen children who gathered uh, around her. As she pulled out the things in the, in the package, down toward the bottom was a brand new rubber hot water bag. Now the package had been mailed five months earlier, but it arrived the exact day it was needed. God knew what he was doing. He had plans to supply that 
tiny baby's needs long before she was born. See, God is a miracle-working God. And when you need a miracle, remember that you are in good company. But the second thing to um, remember is that when you need a miracle, remember you are in good hands. Remember you are in good hands. You're in good hands, firstly, because God knows what you need. See, we often get so focused in on the problem that we forget the one who has the solution to the problem. Look at verse 7. Sometimes later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Here we have a recessional situation. The brook dried up. The money dried up. The problem got worse. The stage is set for an awful ending. And then in verse 12, we hear a cry of, of despair. I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Today we may state our situation in different words, but there is the same sense of defeat and despair. Someone will say, all I have are bills to pay and no way to pay them. All I have is a habit I can't break and a relationship I can't take. All I have is a life of broken dreams and broken promises. All I have is a body that used to be healthy, but now is all used up. You see, like the widow, we can only think of the worst possible scenario. Everything is negative, and we are pessimistic. But when we look at uh, at verses 7 and verse 12, we tend to miss verses 8 and 9, which is not in your your outline. But it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah, Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon, and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. You see, God had this woman's address. He knew exactly where she lived. God knew precisely what she has got and what she is going through. And God knew that exactly what she needed. God knows your address. He knows your zip code, your telephone number, your email address, your Facebook account. God knows exactly where you live, he knows precisely what you are going through and just what it is that you need. You are in good company because God knows exactly what you need. Secondly, you are in good company because God has already made a way. What the woman didn't know was that God had already made a way for her survival. And what we need to remember 
when we are in need of a miracle is that God has already made a way. We might not see it right now. We might be looking right at it and not see it because sometimes God sends a miracle in the ordinary. We miss the miracle. God is working uh, in the ordinary because we are too busy looking for the extraordinary. God has already made a way. We are in good hands. So you're in good hands because God has already made a way for us. And because God is still working, even when we can't see him, he is working. Elijah told the widow in verses 14 through 16, For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. The widow must have kept going to the jar and to the jug, looking at them, trying to figure out what was going on. So how in the world they were not empty after so many meals. I'm sure all of us here would be trying to figure out what God was doing and how he was doing it. But the way God uh, works is completely independent of what we can see and what we can understand. You see, God works regardless of our ability or inability to understand. You can't see how God, how God is doing what he is doing, but that's how the Lord works. He is still working even when you can't see him or know what he is doing. He's still working even when you don't understand how he is working. God had taken care of the widow's situation long before she got down to her last handful of flour and drop of oil. You see, God may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Or you may be facing what you believe to be a desperate situation. Your health, your job, your finances, your marriage, your family. And you want God to come right now. But he may not come when you want him to come. You can be certain though that he's fixing it right now. If you need a miracle, remember that you serve a God who, is, uh, who can supply your every need. And can meet you at the point of your need. As Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So when you need a miracle, don't be afraid 
Put your trust in God. When you need a miracle, don't worry. God will not fail you. When you need a miracle, don't despair. God knows your situation. Don't become discouraged. God will see you through. It's when hard times come in spite of the situation. Put a smile on your face. Sing a song of victory and deliverance. Worship and praise the Lord your God. Refuse to feel sorry for yourself. Don't complain and grumble all the time. And don't become pessimistic and despondent. Just remember the promises of God and the examples of God's deliverance throughout the scriptures. You see, God knows your situation and has already made a way. He's working on the problem from the other side, even when you don't see how he's working. I'm so glad today that the Lord will make a way somehow. See, he knows our faults and our failures. He knows our sadness and our sorrows. He knows our hurts and our heartaches. He knows our trials and our temptations. He knows our sicknesses and our sufferings. And he knows our fears and our frustrations. Just remember that God can transform tragedy into triumph. He can convert sorrow into joy. He can make burdens into blessings. He can change despair into hope. And he can convert failure into success. So if for some reason you have not yet received the miracle that you've been praying for, keep on trusting God. If for some reason the God has not uh, supplied your need yet, keep on trusting him. If he has not solved your problem yet, if he has not removed your burden yet, if he has not answered your prayer yet, and if God for some reason has not satisfied your soul yet, then keep on trusting him, for he will not fail you, he will not disappoint you, and he will not forsake you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.